Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Curling and Commission podcast. As uh, two retired high school athletes like ourselves, who are more than capable of competing still in college, we have decided to step away from the game and offer you guys with some entertainment, some uh, talk about sports, life, etc. And uh, we'll be bringing it to you about two times a week. So we're ready to go. Yeah, you know, coming out of high school, uh, had some had some big time offers. You know, D one university, some big spots football player uh basketball but you know flanker i just flanker flanker very good out of the slot uh but you know i don't know i just decided broadcasting was a better option for me so i went into that and uh i think i'm gonna gonna make all those d1 coaches learn that i made the right decision yeah we'll be listening for sure all right man let's get into it nba basketball earlier today we found out ja morant is rookie of the year 99 out of 100 votes i don't know who the dude was that voted for zion Obviously, he got caught up in the moment, but what can he do? Yeah, I think it was definitely Jaw. I mean, if you look at what he did, he had a great season. Some surprises on uh, on the list overall for some of these guys that were getting third place votes. But I mean, for me, it was a clear cut top three, and I think you got to give it to Jaw. You know, and that Portland game, even though they lost, you can see the guy's going to just take his game to the next level. You know, he was going toe-to-toe with Dame, and uh, I think he's well-deserved, and he whipped some hard dances in his kitchen to celebrate. Don't know if you saw that video, but it was like I did not see that video. I did not. That's. I mean, if you're putting up 17.8 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, 7.3 assists per game, you deserve to be rookie of the year. And even though Zion came in and was one of the most dominant players, you can't win rookie of the year off of 20 games. And if you do, that's just prison of the moment. So I feel like they made the right decision. And uh, as Josh said um, – He's using that one voter as motivation, so he's coming different. So. Yeah, I was going to say 99 out of 100. That's like the one guy who who left Jeter out of the Hall of Fame. You know, it's always going to hurt. You're going to want to be unanimous. But playoffs going on right now. I mean, uh, the OG and Anobi shot tonight. That was what a ridiculous. Shot. Well, I mean, what a shot. But also, you got to think about the pass that Kyle Lowry had it over Taco Fall over the head all coaches right now are just so excited can't contain themselves the no matter what is going on in basketball practice you're just practicing that overhead pass and to see Kyle Lowry do it got them all excited I'm assuming so yeah fundamental ball by Kyle Lowry right there great shot by OG um and then I mean I like the move by Brad Stevens putting in taco guy does not get in all game but what a situation to put him in there I mean, uh, be a little more light on your feet there, Taco. Jump around a little bit. I don't know how Kyle Lowry, six-foot Kyle Lowry, scrappy six-foot Kyle Lowry can get that ball over your <laughs> seven-foot-nine body. But, you know, I guess you live and you learn, Taco. So, yeah. And, I mean, seeing that one go in, I don't know about you, that really made me miss the fans. Like, the like the energy oh in the gym, was, it was just dead, man. It, like, like, you watch a, it and you get yeah. hyped for them. And then you're like – I'm not as hyped as I should be right now. Like the like we need fans. Like once it gets to the finals, I don't care if there's a vaccine or whatever. Like you gotta throw maybe like one. Can we have one fan that can just like run <laughs> under the court or something like that? Yeah, put Drake on the Raptors sidelines, dude. Drake would be on the floor with them. Like and well, OG he straight faced the shot, which is always my that preferred was move. That was so sick. Sick, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just like no fans, you want to see fans erupt, but. Before that, I mean, the Raptors really almost gave that game away. That last possession sure. for the Celtics, nice pass by Kyle Lowry, but what were they doing on defense? 
I don't know. I mean, Kemba Walker, if you saw like the ball handling that he just exhibited was ridiculous. And then he's going to what his left. He turns around between two people, bounce pass right to Tice with the slam. If Tice dunked it a little bit slower, game's different, but he had to throw it down with authority, which I thought looking back on, maybe I mean, lay it in. If you lay it in, game's over instead of yamming at home. But also looking back at the game, Jason Tatum, uh, I feel like where his game's evolving for sure is in his playmaking. He made some absurdly nice passes that I really haven't seen him make too often. And then his ability to just find open players. Tice mostly at the end of the game is just going to make him a different different player. And I feel like it's either going to be 4-1 four, four Celtics or 4-2 Celtics. I yeah, I think they're coming away with that series for sure. And then you got you got Thunder OKC. Uh, I think I need to That's buy a the loom. same team. I believe you mean Rockets OKC. <laughs> I said Thunder OKC. Thunder OKC. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Rockets OKC went seven. I think I need to buy a Lou Dort jersey. Dude, my guy Dort. I've been saying that all week. (laughs) Beginning of the series, I was playing 2K with Dort. Dort goes off. He was been my guy. He is one of what it was. He joined Michael Jordan and Kobe or something like that for like the like people under 21. Maybe it was LeBron and Kobe or something like that to score 30 plus points per game in a game seven. And that's just that's just Dort? my guy, Dort. The guy's electric. I mean, you saw the defensive strategy from the uh, from the Rockets. They were like, "Listen, we're just gonna we're just gonna let Dort shoot it and see what happens." And it had been working up to that point. He was not good uh, from three most of the series. Was, but I mean, was, I was it was cringy. It was cringeworthy how bad he was. But then, yeah, and he was taking some big shots. And I mean, every time a guy shot the ball, you're just sitting there. You're like, "Oh man, what's fucking gonna happen with this one?" And he made him pay, but unless except for that last shot when when James Harden kind of turned it around on him but you know what dort bright future ad for sure i mean the underrated defense of james harden uh he really showed i feel like haters wrong uh instagram was just going crazy on him afterwards i believe the announcer was like they're gonna talk about how shitty he was at offense and he even said that he played like shit on offense but his defense really made up for that i feel like but um cp3 saying that he was built for fourth quarter i'm a big cp3 guy obviously uh great player and then he had turns the ball over in the fourth quarter so he kind of wasn't built for the moment it seemed like which is kind of tough you know i feel like that always happens you make these huge statements how like you're built for it and then yeah i you gave off this vibe where like oh chris paul might not let his team lose this game and he did kind of smoke a layup in the closing seconds of the game and Mm -hmm. I think, like, he's got to be one of the most annoying guys to officiate. I mean, he's so annoying. Like, at the end of the game on that uh, on the play where Harden blocked Dort, he's, like, arguing with the ref, and finally the ref was just like, all right, fine, we'll look at it. Like, that's not how sports works. Like, yeah, no, I don't know how he got away with that. But, yeah. I, I mean, and also, then, I feel like the refs in that game, just, like, like, like not refs, good. I feel like they're just, like, they're just bitches. They just get pushed around by all these star athletes. And they have like no say. And then they like even in baseball, when it comes to baseball, like they'll get pushed around, and then a, they'll like they'll make an like a what's it called like a contradictory, not contradictory, like a tough call, controversial, controversial call, and they'll just stare down the batter as he leaves. And then in like the NBA, you just try to make that one call to piss off the yeah. players. I feel like once like it's it's not like it's not supposed to be personal. Like just get yelled that at and guy. deal with it. That official, Scott Foster, he's got a history with the Rockets. Uh, I believe in the past, James Harden actually said, don't give me Scott Foster in these games. So I don't know what the NBA is doing putting Scott Foster in game seven. Uh, I just bit this is, the this shit is just, out of my lip. Oh, dude, my God. There's nothing worse. You can't really – did you watch The Office? 
Yeah. You can't relate more to the episode where Jim just has to leave work because he bit, bites the shit out of his tongue like two times, three times in a row. There's yeah. no worse feeling. And, and it's then a, it just stays it's, with you. It stays with you. Dude, it, it does. It's a snowball. Like I bit it this morning during breakfast. It canker mm-hmm. soared up and now it's like yep. swollen right there. I mean. You got a good three to four days of recovery for that, my God. Every time, dude. Brutal. But um, Scott Foster, I believe, also just told CBT Ram, like, hey, remember uh, in like 2008 when you were on the Hornets in game seven with the Spurs? Yeah, I officiated you getting eliminated too. Like, ah, who dude, are like, you? Why who do you, you think you are? Like, you're a ref. You're not on the court. That's basically saying like, yeah, like if I'm on the court, like I have something against you. Like what the fuck? And speaking of poor play in that game, Billy, I mean – when Foster went to look at it, he actually worked out for the Thunder because they got a few more seconds left on the clock. I think they had 1.2, 1.4 to get a last shot in there. And Billy Donovan, I mean, what was he doing? Had two timeouts, drop an inbound play. Dude, everybody throwing. saw that Steven Adams was wide open. I look at the screen like, just you don't even have to call timeout right now. Just be smart enough and just lob it over Peter Tucker. You see the video of Channing yeah. Fry? Just <laughs> go hell. Like, everybody saw this. I don't know how you called two timeouts. The Rockets made zero adjustments to that play. You could have even screen P.J. Tucker. Come up, screen P.J. Tucker. Steven Adams rolls to the basket. Easy two points. Everyone saw it. that would have been a game changer. It would have been better than throwing the ball at the three-point line. Yeah. Like what's Adams going to do at the top of the key? Like he's not hitting a shot. I agree with you. You got to get him under the basket. And if you're not going to get him under the basket, why is he on the floor? Like he's not going to catch it on the top of the key and take a shot. So yeah, really even in today's, that one up. today's NBA, we need three-point, like centers can shoot the three-point ball a lot and he can't. So if you're not going to try to use his height against the Rockets, especially, which you could have obliterated them with Stephen Adams because they have no height. Why is he there if he can't even shoot? Also, he kind of made a mental error, it seems like, even coming towards the ball. Shakers Alexander kind of – I mean, he he's ridiculous. Arguably could have been most improved player, too, I feel like. Shout out Brandon Ingram. But, um, like, you got to know that you're not coming to the ball. Like, you're just showing, like, you're an option, but you really aren't an option. You're just kind of hurting your team at that point. Kind of just turned into a clusterfuck. But, uh, what are you yeah, do? definitely did. And then more weird shit Donovan did. Remember, they had that weird free throw right before that inbounds? It made no difference. Mm-hmm. Would have made it. He gave it to Gallinari instead of Chris yeah. Paul. Like, what did he do? Gallinari, good player. Now, you got to give it to Chris Paul there. And of course, Gallinari fucking bricked it. So, and before sure. that, I saw, um, I think before they called their timeout or it was before the Dort block. CB3 was dribbling around, and he kind of got stuck, and then it got to Shea. I don't know, as CP3, or I, I mean, obviously, I don't know what was going on, but as or Shea or CP3, why is CP3 not getting the ball back? Right, yeah. I mean, at that point in the game, you want Chris Paul with the ball in his hands for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, Nets, Steve Nash today, that's a big one. That's a huge hire. Dude, I'm not – I like the NBA. I just kind of like watching basketball. This move might make me a Nets fan. I mean, it might be too late because I can't hop on because KD, Kyrie, but Steve Nash, I feel like, is the right hire for the Nets, 110%. Yeah, I mean, as someone who was a Nets fan back in, you know, 2015, 2016. Or last when year, the, this year, when they're absolute dog shit. Well, they're a good team this year. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, they got smoked. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert is a dog. Karis LeVert is a dog. dog. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, but you got, you know, 2015, 2016 seasons. You're watching the games. They're winning 
oh, that's the lip again. They're fucking, they're winning like 11 games a season. The best player on the team is Mirza Teletovic. Like, and then your draft picks go into the Celtics. It just, yep. it feels good to see things falling in line. Like I like the Steve mm, you Nash move. It. You deserve it for sure. Thank you. I like the Steve Nash move. I think, you know, when you're coaching guys like Kyrie and KD, at that point, it's like, how much better are you going to make them as a coach? You know, I think That's it's true. just about vibes, you know? And Nash at this is, point, it's who the players, I feel like part of the hire, definitely Katie and Kyrie had something to do with it. It's who the players want to be coached by, who they respect the most, and who they feel can get the other guys to play around with them and kind of just give the me- like the message, like, hey, we have a chance here. This is what we got to do. Because Steve Nash, Hall of Famer, like he knows what he's doing for sure. It's kind of like it feels like a Steve Kerr type of hire, but maybe maybe even like a little bit more because you have the Hall of Fame earn. Yeah, he's one of championship rings and one of a few guys to come in with no prior head coaching experience. But he did. He was, I believe, they called him the player development specialist in Golden State about five seasons. I mean, he basically engineered that dynasty. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's coming over with the rings. He's coming over with the, uh, I mean, arguably, was he the coach and Steve Kerr was the player? Yeah. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I saw the videos of him working with Katie. Yeah, we all saw those. So, I guess he's ready to go. So, yeah. Only kind of downside is uh, there was talk of Popovich going to Brooklyn, but I think he'll settle for an assistant coaching job in Brooklyn. You know, he wants to be there. I don't think he wants to be there in the slightest bit. He's. Like why would you why would you ever want to leave the Spurs to go to the Nets as an assistant coach to a man that's never coached before? Dude, he's gonna stay there until Tim Duncan's like, "Hey, yo, Poppy, get out of here," and then he's well, in. All right, if that's not true, I'd explain this to me. He right, listed me. his San Antonio house for sale. Now, did he buy buy a house in Brooklyn? No, but he probably. I think he will soon. You think he's gonna he? So yeah. by selling the house in San Antonio, you're saying that he's going to leave his current job move to brooklyn not around the nets facilities to brooklyn and then accept a assistant coaching job (laughs) for a man that has never coached before not even accept not even accept apply yeah well no we we take interviews here in brooklyn classy organization but uh i mean yeah sounds reasonable i I guess that sounds yeah that sounds pretty good yeah. Or maybe after going on 2-0, the Bucks would want to hire him. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know how you let the Heat walk all over you like that. But Yeah, I mean, is is. who do you blame yeah. it on at this point? Like, they're losing. Like, whose fault do you think it is? It's not Giannis. You can't blame Giannis. I mean, I Giannis is so. probably back-to-back MVP, even though maybe LeBron, but it's probably Giannis at this point. But, like, when you have Jimmy Butler scoring, what was it, eight points, taking eight shots – and the rest of the heat are going off. Like who, you can't blame one person at that point. Maybe it's coaching. You weren't be coaching. able to get your team together. You weren't able to get team defense going. There's definitely something going on. Um, arguably that game was theirs at the end until weird officiating there. Very the weird officiating there. But I mean the defense all the time. If you heard Doris Burke, Doris Burke was having a day. She was going <laughs> crazy about the shooting fouls that were happening. She couldn't contain herself. They'll put Doris on the court. Have you seen her handles? She's got nice handles. She did the move where you nice. spin it between your legs backwards. Yep. I can't do that. You know, Doris yeah. is a different breed, I would say. She's got to be up there and one of the best announcers that could probably take any ankles, I'd say. Yeah, I mean... 
Yeah, she's definitely – it's a weird thing with her because, like, every time you listen to the game, like, I'm a fan, but, like, it usually got guys with some experience, like, as a player on the mic. Like, she's just been around the game, and she knows her Dude, stuff. I right? don't mind Doris at all. I like Doris. Yeah, Doris I think she has the credibility. I mean, the real ones now. I know – I mean, Doris is a, a color commentator, but the best play, if we're talking announcers, best play by play, Ian Eagle. Easy. Nets play by play, Ian Eagle. Bro, you know his voice you heard. Dude, he's, no. He calls the final four. Doesn't Richard Jefferson call it too? He's the, we'll get to Richard Jefferson. Yeah, he's getting flamed. He's getting flamed. But yeah, and he, he's a play by play with Ian Eagle. I mean, dude, Ed, there is no crisper sound. We're talking like a January night. You just got done with some homework, you got Brooklyn Ball on the TV. It's about eight seconds left in the game. Nets are inbound in a pass. Dinwiddie with the ISO. And, and he bricks it. And he bricks it. You didn't see that Lakers game, Ed. <laughs> you just hear Iron Eagle with the, oh, sponsor Dinwiddie. And you're just like, holy fuck, this is why I live. But, Dude, yeah. I've never heard that name in my life. But speaking of just like moments like you live for, like of course there's like the, you're in seventh grade, you just walk to town and you come home and you just go play Xbox, you turn TV on. That's a moment you live for. Another moment. Nice. You went and played baseball. You just had practice at 7.30. You got a half an hour drive home. The Yankee game's on. You turn on F or AM instead of FM. You got the crackling yeah. radio in the background. Oh, yeah. That's the vibe. And you just, you just, eyes are closed. You're at the game yourself. And then you just, you're there. You're in. It, it's yeah, one of the best. I, mean, I feel like that's just one of the things you live for, just Yankee radio. I've definitely got some negative, negative thoughts on John Sterling, but I agree. Like that moment, dude, the best feeling is like you're in the car with your friends, like a big Yankee game or something. Mm-hmm. And like, you'll like hear like a crack of the, like you'll all be talking all the friends. Yep. And then it just like gets quiet in the car. And you hear Sterling, get us high, get us far. And everyone just fucking erupts. Dude, in the car. it's so sick. Oh my God. Like the best, like I would go home, my dad picked me up and he would just be like, Todd, remember this one moment, Todd Frazier was up at bat. I think it was either postseason or it was a real good game. And my dad's like, at home run. And I'm just like, shut up. And I'm just, my eyes are closed. I'm sleeping there. And then he's like, it is hard. And I just went crazy, dude. Like those moments. Those are just the moments you live for. But uh, Richard Jefferson, another terrible, terrible take. What are you doing? Did you think people were going to agree with him? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely proud of Scotty Pippen for coming back at him. Uh, Pippen tweeted, I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back MVPs. Parenthesis. He will in a matter of days. Close parenthesis. Did you say parenthesis? Yes, that is what he put in the, you know what a parenthesis is? Bro, do you know what it's called parentheses? No, 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 but it's a singular. Open parenthesis. Is it? Oh, no, dude. <laughs> no. Open parenthesis. Close parenthesis. Yeah, that's what I said. You said I said parenthesis. There's, so there's, there's, there's an H. Parenthesis? Parenthesis. All right, fuck it. He said, I'm not Giannis. I don't have time to win back to back. I don't. Okay. Restart. Uh, okay. All right, we'll restart. Jefferson. Giannis might be Pippin. There, I said it. He needs his Jordan exclamation. What about the dot, dot, dots? I, that's called an ellipses. I left that yep. part out. Ellipse. Okay, then Pippin yep, says, you're right, dude. Fuck Rimmer, bro. I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back MVPs. He will in a matter of days, and he's not me. The question is, who were you as a player? No. Bro, that is just like, without being like, like, a, I don't know, like a straight dick, 
to Richard Jefferson, that's probably like the coldest, like like hot, like just straight shot at him. Definitely is just saying like, you're not good. And I mean, even Jefferson's take, like, what's wrong with being Scottie Pippen? Like, there's nothing wrong right. with being Scottie Pippen, but like he's just he's taking a shot. I feel like for no reason at Giannis, it's not even like a shot, but he's down two zero. I'm mad. Like the Bucks can still easily win this. They basically had the game in the bag yesterday. And then I feel like it's just people just having Giannis's back and Richard Jefferson's having a hot take. And then Jay Williams, what did Jay Williams say? Jay Williams said, so LeBron was a mm-hmm. Pippin with D Wade once. Nothing wrong with that until you get over the hump. And Which then I feel Le- like it's fine, but doesn't make too much sense. I don't think LeBron uh, was really ever a Pippin, but yeah, I disagree with Williams but I'm always going to side against LeBron so I'm definitely team yep. Jay here LeBron hater oh yeah LeBron responded explain to me what the fucks I gotta do with this subject fux fux bro like what you doing like, you say it I'm over here minding my own damn business preparing for Houston and by the way I ain't ever been nobody but my damn self king shit so yeah I mean, mean Ending it in king shit was tough, but like, I don't think like. Also, if I'm Scottie Pippen at this point, I'm a little offended why people are just so mad <laughs> that they're getting called Pippen. Like, like what? Like he like he's like yeah, I helped out Giannis. Like I had his back, and then everyone's like, no, fuck this Scottie Pippen, bro. I don't want to be. Him. I don't want six rings. Like, yeah, LeBron's like, whoa, whoa, whoa you can't fucking compare me to Scotty. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but no, LeBron saying I'm just minding my own damn business. Dude, there was no need for LeBron to respond to this. Jay Williams wasn't even taking a shot at LeBron. He's basically saying LeBron needed help early, and then he developed. He just This is my problem with LeBron. The guy, he just always inserts himself into every situation. Like, he's not needed here. It's really not about him. He just wants all the fucking headlines to be back about LeBron. He's the most self, one of the most self-centered athletes I've ever seen. There was no need for him to jump in here. But when you think about it, there's no need for him to jump in here. But he's so good at keeping his name around. Yeah, he's like, what, top three greatest battle players of all time. But when he's done, you're never going to forget his name. Like, you're not always thinking about Michael Jordan all the time. You will always be thinking about LeBron James. And I feel like he knows this and he's building his brand. You can hate the guy. The guy's done nothing wrong, though, when you think about it. And he's just, he's going to be so successful. I mean, he already is. But, like, what, like, what do you think? You're always gonna be thinking about him. He's in Space Jam too. Space Jam two unis are the worst things I've ever seen. But hate him. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Movie. It's just the fact that he's like, whoa, guys, I'm just minding my own business. Like, no, if you were yeah, minding, if you're minding your own business, business you're not tweeting respond. back. Fucking exactly. All right, um, Yankees. Bad night. Everyone relax. Everyone deep breath. Take a deep breath with the Yankees, please. All right, we're fine. Twenty and sixteen. No Giancarlo, no Aaron Judge. We're playing with scrubs and DJ LeMahieu, who's an MVP candidate all the time. We went, what, 16 and 6? And now we're 10 and 4? Just relax. Relax. We're fine. Yeah. I'm There's no definitely... need to panic. There's none. We're fine. We're so fine. Dude, I we didn't yeah. make a move at the trade deadline. Our pitching's lacking. We're fine. No need to panic. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm panicked as fuck. I'm so scared, dude. The Aroldis Chapman is playing so bad. He's, He's got to still be hurt. His I, some maybe still has COVID. Who knows? His ERA this season is nine. Uh, in his last five outings, he's given up four runs, including – And he I has one head. Blew the save tonight. He's got a head. Yes, true. Incited one brawl. Dude, like having a bad closer is one of the worst feelings. In he's sports. not bad. He's no, not he's not bad. bad dude. Having a closer he's who's gotta, playing bad. No, yeah, because you're like, oh, we're going to roll this. Here we go. I mean, I feel like you know when a roll this is hurt when his speed's down. So I – like, sure. I feel like that's for sure something. But the worst feeling is, like, I haven't really been able to go watch all the Yankees game recently. But when you almost hit a guy, and then he hits two home runs the next day, yeah. that's just brutal. I mean, you can't beat the you can't beat the Mets. I mean, we got the Orioles coming up. There, all right, we I press the panic button if we lose to the Orioles. That's when it starts to happen for me. That's a good time. I'm not panicked and like, oh, they won't make the playoffs. But it's just like there's a 60 game season. Like, I think I want to win the division. Like, I don't know if they can do that. That's gonna I mean, be tough. You want to win the division, but like in a sixty-game season, when the World Series is gonna have an asterisk on it, some people say like no one's gonna give a shit about the if yeah. you won your division or not. So I feel like it's just important to get to the playoffs healthy. So I feel like we're not gonna see an Aaron Judge or John Carlo for a while. Yeah. But once we do, Aaron Judge is having a great year. He's probably gonna be MVP if he stayed on his track, but he yeah hurt. But when he comes back, I don't think he's gonna miss a beat, which is gonna be good for everyone. So it's just a matter of time for the Yankees, I feel like. so. Yeah, it just sucks. Like, being a Yankee fan, like, you're used to, like, the last few years at least, the bullpen's been so good, and you're used to, like, if they jump out to a 1-0 lead in the first inning, you're like, all right, this one's over. Like, they got it. Mm -hmm. But, like, now it's like, dude, they're up. It doesn't matter what the lead is. You're just sitting there like, I hope they hang on. Like, the bullpen has – go ahead. Oh, no, you finish it. The bullpen has blown six saves in the last 12 games. It's like – it's just yeah, no matter brutal. what point in the game. But I feel like even going back, like the year they got Zach Britton, they got him because they were like they had Andrew Miller roll to Chapman, great bullpen. And then I think they had they ended up trading both of them away and then they ended up getting Roll to Chapman back. But they always feel like I feel like start off hot with the bullpen. Something goes wrong, goes bad, and then by the end of the year their bullpen is nice again. But I feel like we like in order to keep your bullpen and so like our bullpen's not supposed to be used that much. Like it just, yeah. I know the game, like your, your starter is going less and less now, but a bullpen shouldn't be having to go in the fifth inning, fourth inning every single day. You're like, we need starting pitching that can get into the sixth, seventh inning. If we can do that, then that's how you keep your bullpen fresh and going all the time. For sure. So do you think it's a freshness issue? Like these guys are coming in, they're not fresh or they're just like, they're not that, they're just not that good. I, I mean, right now, I think it's kind of a we're not that good. There's someone's got to step up. Someone's got to be the leader. I mean, I'm always a Chad Green fan. Yeah, I think he's he's very good. But um, someone's got to be the leader. Oldest Chapman's kind of lacking right now. We don't know if he's hurt or not. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he was coming off of Corona. Maybe he still can't smell or taste. I don't know. You lose yeah. a sense. You never know what happens there. So. Yeah, and you know that guy, um, Chase and Shreve. Isn't it like Jason? Yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah. I think it's like Chase and Jay. I don't know. Like a Drake type Ch- name. Just change yeah. your name, make it easier. That guy, when he comes Drake in, that's always a male. You know, Drake, combination of Drew and Blake. Yep. Jason, combination of Jason. Chase and Jason. Uh, yeah, when that guy comes in, I mean, it is. Oh, 
fuck me. Not him. All right, I'm thinking of a different guy. I don't know. I'm thinking of Chase and Shreve is on the Mets. I'm thinking of someone else. I believe he used to be on the Yankees. He was on the Yankees. So he fair. sucked. But I'm thinking of someone else. But yeah, bullpen. Dallin, Batances. What happened to the poor guy? Gave the Yankees a win the other day. So Yeah, thank God. Dude, I, I don't – like. what's the deal with people leaving the Yankees and then trying to rebel by growing facial hair and, like, your hair all the way out? Like, I understand the Yankees have strict policy, but, like, every single person does it. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are a classy organization, so it's like... And they're kind of letting it go. They're, they seem like they're kind of yeah. letting it go. They're people letting the tats show. Like, Aroldis is on the mound. He's neck tattoos. Dude, Aroldis is tatted from head to toe, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That man, dude, I, I don't even know if I'd get in the box against him. I'd be too scared. I mean, I, I guess I said... As, yeah, as, as supreme athletes, I guess that's not the yeah. mentality we have. I'm a broadcaster mentality right now. But if I went back into the good old days where I was hitting like 900 with nine home runs, something like that yeah. in one game, we'd hit them. So, yeah, I'll take that back. Yeah, for sure. Um, UFC. I know you're not. UFC. I'm not UFC. huge in the UFC, but, you know, I always like watching the pay-per-views. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Got two posters behind me as we yeah, speak. This one. That not really uh not really fighting related just some crazy shit some guy said uh his name is uh michael Pereira, some mm. some brazilian name that starts with a p that i can't pronounce mm. and he said uh talking to ariel hawani he said i trained with cows working on taking them down and running with horses i had different experiences with different animals and just tried to work on different strategies to bring something new to the octagon so, yeah, he tried to take down cows. I mean, the UFC fighters are just trying the craziest way to try. I don't understand how taking down a cow that can't move or defend itself is going to help you in the ring. What are you going to bring milk to the arena when you come? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they, they call that cow tipping. Uh, it's typically something that drunken teenagers from the middle of the United States do for fun on a weekend because the yeah. cows – uh, they sleep standing up. So I believe the, I've never done it, but I believe the activity is to just knock them over yep. while they sleep. But I, so I don't know that the wrestling acumen of the particular cow he was training with, but I don't, well, I don't know. What's the difference between uh, running on a treadmill or in an open field with no horses? Do the horses motivate him? Do you think, or maybe they tied a stake or something to his asshole and then the horses were trying to eat him. So that motivated him. That might have been the weirdest take I've ever seen, ever heard. I don't think that happened. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I mean, what if, what if, you know, maybe he's chasing the horse. Maybe dude, UFC fighters just found the weirdest way to train it, and it doesn't make sense. I mean, if it were, is he good? Like, I've never heard of this guy before. Uh, that's the thing. I've never heard of him either. He's fighting this weekend, so he better win after training like that. Yeah, I mean, after training with an immovable, like an object that doesn't move. I feel like I, and he's not going to win. I don't, I think, I think if you're a betting man, you vote against this guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what I don't get is in Las Vegas, UFC is hundred plus million dollar performance institute, like cutting edge uh, technology. The best fighters in the world are there. You know, you have your own trainers, your own nutritionists, all that stuff. And if you're on the roster, you can go there for free. So he has that at his disposal. Also, if he doesn't want to come to America, he does live in Brazil. So they've got the some of the best gyms in the world there uh this but one why gym. why would you ever want to go to a gym would you just go out and tackle cows run with horses and punch some trees i mean like state-of-the-art gym or do you want to just punch a tree i feel like punching the tree is probably the better option yeah i mean that is that is his that i guess what about with you have you seen the thing where like they 
they take like a metal bar and they just like kick it with their shins. Yeah, they say it hardens the shins, and that's one of those things. Like every time you hear someone's hardening, uh, is kicking poles, they drop heavy leg kicks. This one dude, his name was uh, Khalil Roundtree, and he was always this this guy. He had like heavy that's power. A fighter's name. That is a fighter's name. Khalil Roundtree. Yeah, he was always like tough guy. He was very slow, but just had heavy ass hands, which just knock people out. He moves to Thailand, trains Muay Thai in the like jungle with like people from Thailand. And he's doing that shit. He's like kicking poles. Nobody hears him for like a year. He comes out. He's all of a sudden is just jacked out of his mind. And he's like gets into like this like crazy Muay Thai, like Kung Fu stance in the middle of a fight. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy? He's a huge underdog in that fight. And he just comes out. It's like, wop, wop. Because he was kicking poles all the time. Just like leg kick, leg kick. Just kicked the shit out of this dude so bad that the other guy's corner threw in the towel. Like one of the few times I've ever actually really? seen it happen. Ass whooping. Yeah. Khalil Roundtree. fighters are crazy, dude. I, do you think you could last a day training like a UFC fighter? Not a day, a week. Um, I mean, like, do I have to, like, spar against them? No. Just train. Um, I mean, it depends. Depends who. Because some of these guys, like, for professional no, athletes. No, like, like, like a high like level. You train. Like, you're training. Ah, uh, yeah, pro- probably not. No, no, I don't. Some of the no, workouts I have a day i could probably get through maybe one workout like i'd be the slowest guy i'd probably throw up nah, the they don't, you just gotta do it yeah i'd definitely be the worst one there by a mile might throw up multiple times but i think i could just will my way through one day mm-hmm. but that being said if we're getting into like if, if i'm getting hit then then no no i couldn't but like the conditioning part i think i could last How much one money day. to take a round like a roundhouse kick to that from this guy to the from, from kick. the shin guy oh roundtree to the head, mm-hmm. um, probably do it for ten grand. Well, wait, do I know what's coming, or is he just gonna surprise me one day? Yeah, it's like, have you seen the Michael B. Jordan video where he just gets knocked out? Yeah, that that's you. You're uh, Michael B. Okay. Jordan, but it's a kick to the head. Um, yeah, I probably do it. Yeah, I take ten dude, grand. They I'm not gonna die. Why, yeah, but they wouldn't offer you ten k. Oh, well. I thought so I was naming my price. No, you could name your price. But like that, is that realistic? Like you're like 10K? And I was like, I bet. Let me knock this kid out for 10K. Well, yeah, UFC fighters, are, <laughs> UFC fighters are underpaid. They don't have even 5K to fucking splurge on. But All right, fine. yeah. 10K, 10K is your number? 10K. Yeah, what would your number be? I mean, I don't think I'd get any brain damage or anything. 10K is a nice, that's a nice number. But like 10K. if I'm like 10, like I'd, I'd just be like, Give me like 12K. And they'd be like, fuck no, I'm not giving you 12K. And then they'll be like, I'm like, all right, what would you give me? And then if they're like 7K, like I'd do it for 7K. Okay, I'd get $7,000. I'd aim high, have a nice little number there. So. How much to the dick? No. None? No mm-hmm. number? Okay. No. What if, okay, what if you've had children, you don't need it anymore, so that's not a threat, then how much to the dick? Um... How much a vasectomy costs? Is that price probably? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much that costs, but yeah. Um, yeah. So Fantasy football. We oh, got a draft shit. tomorrow. I am the reigning what? champ. Um, no one believes in me. No one ever believes in my fantasy skills because I am an amateur two-year fantasy player, and I have had the best team in the league two years in a row. So, yeah, if what you want... You have? 
the second pick. I had the second oh. pick last year. Oh. Saquon Barkley is locked in. Uh, the number one pick is going to Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is my guy, my ride or die. But um, I can't get him this year. I'm not going to make a trade. Pick's too valuable for me. So I'm going to go with Saquon. You're going to go with Saquon. Yeah, I had Saquon last year. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to have him. Had some injury struggles. But, dude, it's it's real. I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't like the Giants. But it was so much fun having him. Like, you know, at any point in the game, like, he's just capable of just ripping it off dude, for a touchdown. That no was Christian McCaffrey. Like, he, at the end of the year, it was just a shit season for the Panthers. And, like, it's just, all right, McCaffrey, go get your yards, <laughs> get your 99 in Madden. It was so yeah. nice. Kid was dirty. I might have some random picks coming my way. I don't know. I ripped a few mocks. I ripped a mock before this. Um, team was looking okay, but, you know, there's always the kids. Like, you know, Luke, he's yeah. just going to rip the Jets players. Yeah. That's always nice feeling when, like, it's maybe a later round. You might have your eyes set on a guy, and you're just like, oh, fuck, I hope he doesn't go. And then you look like, all right, who's picking in front of me? You're like, oh, it's Luke. He's just going to take fucking Jamison Crowder seven yeah. rounds early. Sam but Donald. You know, Right. And then, you know, Jack's going to be on the phone with the dad, take some random picks. <laughs> Dude, he, I, he might make a splash in the first round with an absolute random. You never know what's coming from him. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. A uh, little, little beef with the draft date coming out on a day 2K's drop. But, you know, I guess I can grind 2K another time. Yeah. I mean, personally, uh, I'm usually like a huge like grind before the season guy for fantasy. But, like – this year, like, I don't know. It just something doesn't really feel it. like There's football is going to, like, real. I think it might be other sports are happening, too. Usually this is kind of the downtime for sports besides baseball. So, like, I don't know. I've done zero, not zero, but very minimal preparation. Same and uh, I could be in some trouble. No, 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 dude. You're going to have the best season here probably. The, yeah. When you over-prepare and overthink, that's when you fuck up in fantasy, dude. I went in to my first year last year or two years ago, and I was like, I ripped one mock and I got five players that I want on my team. All five players were taken before my first pick. And then I ended up going, what? Like, I don't even know. I got 10 wins, something like that. And then you knocked me out like an asshole in the first uh, round. Yeah. Eight with versus your one. Shit of a Upset. team. With your shit of a team. Yeah. No business. But you just got to go in and you just got to like, don't try to, you just don't make a splash. You just can't be that guy that wants to make a splash of fantasy football. And if you do, yeah. That's Connor's. Connor's got the name written all over the splash guy. Yeah, he is. Blaine, Ga- Blaine Gabbert. I mean, let's just a little, little story time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here One of go. the best fantasy football teams I've ever seen was the uh, 2018 Connor Goodman team. So good, I actually can't remember one player on the team. But that is because his decision making was so bad. It's a 13 game season. Got cocky. Got cocky. I want to say he went 11 and two, and. I think he was streaming quarterbacks all year, but doing it well. I remember he had Josh Allen at the end of his rookie season. who's was on a real run uh, in terms of fantasy, finally finding his groove in the league. And this fucking dummy starts Blaine Gabbard in the first round of the playoffs in one of the best fantasy seasons I've ever seen and uh, chokes the lead. One of the biggest choke jobs I've ever seen. One of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen. For sure. It's tough. You don't want to be that guy. You never want to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, personally, I've got got the fourth pick this year. Uh, I had the had the uh, first pick for the last three years in a row. I'd yeah, say I went know. 0 for 3 on that pick. Oh, big time. Uh, yeah. You. I don't think you could have hit. Like, I don't think you could have <laughs> missed more than you did. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, it, you cursed him. You cursed what? Who did you have? You had the Cardinals well, running back first year. Uh, David Johnson, oh, I drafted. Yeah. He played nice. three quarters, Great injured pick. out for the season. Le'Veon awesome. Bell drafted him next day, sat out. And then I went with Saquon, who wasn't terrible, but uh, was also hurt. not the right pick. Got hurt. I had some production out of him, but nah. Dude, I mean, Jeffrey. if Saquon, it was the right pick. I mean, you can't say it. You yeah. can't pass up on Saquon. One, you didn't know Saquon was going to hurt, and you didn't know Christian McCaffrey was just an absolute legend, Hall of Famer, Christian McCaffrey. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not on you, but I mean, you fucked up. I won the championship. What can you do? Yeah, we're looking for um, a repeat. Yeah. I'm still waiting on my ring. So uh, Connor, if you're out there, if you're one of the viewers, uh, hit me up with my ring, please. Yeah. But besides that, I'm coming different. I'm built different. I don't know why people have a problem with me saying that I'm built different than e-boys on TikTok. What is it? What is even it? What is an e-boy? I just heard that phrase for the first time now. So really? I don't know. Never heard it in my life. All right, let's do some research. What is an e-boy yeah, on TikTok? What an e-boy is. In the meantime, yeah, I'll give my thoughts on uh, being built different. Yeah, like you said, you see these TikToks, and, like, every time I'm a big fan of, like, POV TikTok, like, you know, mm-hmm. POV, like, president of the frat comes up to you, like, quality humor. You know, there's some that do uh, POV New Jersey moms talking to you. Legendary talks. But in all these, like, a lot of times they're mimicking, like, frat guys, college guys. They're always like, oh, I'm built different. I'm built different. Like, I really don't know what's wrong with saying that. Like, personally, like, not a frat guy, but I do consider myself to be built different. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it's the P, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to drop the P words, but I'm not going to drop the P word, but it's like the type of like, like mentality. Like, if you don't think you're built different, then what do you think? You're just kind of like a loser. You need to have that built different mentality. When I drop a bucket in 2K, when I drop a bucket, out on the courts what am i just gonna be like all right that was nice or an and one i'm built different after i have an and one yeah. you're <laughs> yeah, coming I different mean, like either you yeah. always you're either built different or you're coming different you lose you come different you win i'm built different there's no way around it an update on the e-boy in uh, it's a picture of a little huddy i believe his name is and it's a uh-huh. uh it e-boys are the internet boyfriends of 2020 mm-hmm. uh further evidence that it's tiktok's world and we're just living in it Oh, the new app true, is now man. responsible for a whole new genre of person, according to www.refinery29.com. Um, so uh, that I don't like the name E Boy. Um, no, tech, I E-boys didn't like are not it. built different. No, 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 they are not built different. I believe, and I believe that the um, the uh, TikTok not liking the phrase "built different" is based off of kids like that saying, "I am built different." Yeah. It's the people that are saying, I'm built different after combing their hair with their girl hairbrush. Yeah, uh, I look at their hair. They're big time, the big time trend nowadays is, I think I'm going to start doing it, maybe grow my hair out, give it a go. I don't know. They'll, they'll take the hoodie. They put the hoodie on, but then the big move is they have the hair popping out of the front of the hoodie. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's not, that's not a new move by any means. That's been rocked okay. since freshman year, my guy. Oh. All right. Oh, you're hopping up. Oh, oh, moment of silence. Moment of silence. Yeah. Just, uh, just, yeah. learn, just learn that trend. I don't know. But yeah, they, a lot of them also pierce their ears. I don't know. Kids are doing ah, that either. No, 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 no. Yeah. Relax with that. Relax with that. Yeah. If you're really going to like an early life crisis, maybe get a cool tattoo or something like yeah. that. Stay away from piercing the ears, kids. But, but um, they make a lot of money. So maybe we should try for the podcast. They make so much money. I mean, I'm, 
is that not why we're, we're trying the podcast game? Of course, yeah. That's you a, gotta try. You gotta. You I gotta, gotta become an e boy. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're making, if you get to live in the hype house and you gotta call yourself an e boy, I guess I'm down for that too. But I mean, I guess staying on the topic of TikToks, when the PE teacher comes up and says yeah. we're playing dodgeball, and then it goes and it's just like LeBron, and you got like that's Kobe. So nice. Dude, like you'll be scrolling through, just kind of bored on TikTok, and you just hear like you just see like, all right, time for dodgeball, and then it's like the boys, and it's just like LeBron getting bum, ready, bum, and then Miami, bum, <laughs> yeah, just ready to go, dude. That's so that nice. changes that changes the day. That changes the game for sure. It is the most. It is the best feeling. Like you're in school and you see, you're like you get on the line with the boys in gym class. And you see like the rack of basketballs coming out. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be sweaty for next period. Like this is gonna fun. be a move. I'm gonna be walking to English class, and I'm gonna have sweat dripping down my arms. And then I'm yeah. gonna cool off, and I'm gonna be reading it. Like I'm gonna be reading a passage, and that one drop of sweat is gonna remind oh, me that I just dropped forty man. points <laughs> in basketball. I remember, I remember one time eighth grade gym class. We're busting out flag football. This girl on my team, uh, Kuruth, and she was, she was. Uh, not the best player. And it's basically, it's me. She's trying, you know, she's trying. She she gave effort. Props to her. You've been there before, Roseville Catholic basketball camp. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a hell of a story. story. We, uh, so yeah, it's basically the team layout is me, my team, and then not much talent on my team. I just want to point out Captain Noah probably carried his team. We are athletes. We are retired athletes though. Definitely athletes. Yep. Definitely did carry the team that day. And then all my friends were on the other team. I was like, fuck, all right. So I was running quarterback. We're getting our asses beat in this game. Well, I'm getting, I think this was basketball. This was football. I don't know. But okay. we're getting our asses beat heavy. And so we're just looking for a score in garbage time, right? And I'm frustrated at this point. Kuruth, wide open, back of the end zone. I loft her a ball hits off the fingertips and drops it. My friends get in my face, instantly chirp me, and I just went, Kuth, catch the fucking ball. And then I got sat out from the next two gym classes. Really? But she's uh, got to fucking bring that in. She has got to bring that in. It, it touch, I was brought up as it touches her hands and you got to catch it. Yeah. And I remember this last year in gym class, fucking. Dude, got gym goes hard in high school. I don't care about the kids that try to take it easy in high school with gym. <laughs> You're a loser. Go hard in gym. It will change the game. Gym is, it's like the best part of the day. De- best class of the yeah. day for sure. For I remember sure. if you got gym, then lunch it's over. Yeah. Over. I don't know about you, but like, I really didn't have a lot of dodgeball games in my high school career. So when they came up, yeah. like it was special, you know, dude, you're going during baseball season. Coach says, take it easy on the arm. When you see yeah. the ball, like dodgeballs lined up, you know you're going to practice. And you're not going to be able to throw a baseball for a couple of days. You're <laughs> not warming up. True. You're just firing it at people for sh- like no no question. Yeah, my gym class this last year was kind of a weird layout. It was all it was like 20 seniors and then 20 like freshmen. So mm-hmm. every day, obviously, what are you asking the teacher? Like seniors or freshmen every yeah, day. 100%. And some of the teachers at our for or gym teachers at our former high school are interesting character so he the guy made the rule when like there's one person left on the losing team the the mid boundary line goes away and you can invade and so there's a one so is this mc uh, is this mc db really yeah yeah so there's one that's a there's character a, that is yeah a character. <laughs> so there's one kid left on the other team this little freshman kid 
and there's like seven of the senior guys left on our team and our friend mac just screams get him and you just see seven motherfuckers rush full speed just pelting him our friend tom literally jumped in the air like two feet from Derek jeter whips the ball at this kid's dome and he got pegged so hard and the psycho gym teacher's just there like laughing at this kid got Dude, a it was oh god you that's why you get hard and yeah what happened in gym yeah i mean it's one of the best moments for sure, dude. Yeah. Gym, it's different. Yeah. Miss you're, that. You are, you're made in gym class. Whether or not you could say that you're built different is in gym class. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's like the first gym class of your life are where you make the lifelong friends. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they should make that a thing in college. They want to take class? gym. Yeah. I think it is a thing. Really? Where you can play capture the flag and shit? I want to do that. I do. I think it might be a thing though. I actually uh, am and prone to hurting people in gym class take you back to sixth grade uh, hoops hoops for heart and uh we're just we're just hooping for hearts and uh there's a fragile girl i go for a rebound i grab the rebound strong rebound went up there probably got in what is this fifth grade so by then i was dunking so hands probably at the rim or something like that and i bring the rebound down so i'm coming down from like 10 feet up i land on her foot uh shattered it foot her gone. foot yep foot uh. broken yeah uh felt like an asshole Fast forward a couple weeks. Uh, She's got to learn to box out somehow. Yeah, I mean, I move at least. Mm-hmm. And then uh, fast forward a couple weeks, we're on scooters, and uh, I uh, was like pushing someone and uh, almost shattered her kneecap. Same girl or new girl? Different, different girl. Okay, different thank girl. God. Yeah, no, that was tough. Kneecap was fine, probably just bruised. And then uh, fast forward to uh, handball. Wait, can I pause you real quick? Yeah, pause. I want more details on this um, kneecap shattering. Or are you pushing oh, yeah. her from the okay, back? Okay, so you know seat? those like where your ass goes on the seat and like you're pedaling with your yeah, legs? Yeah, love them. Yes, yeah, of course. Probably top three gym activity of all time. So she was. they were holding a rope and I had a rope too. So of course I'm like, I'm going to show her how fast I can run like fifth grade. Like it's all about the athletes because i was an athlete and i threw and i of course i'm running full speed and i let go and just uh, bam right into the wall mat knee first starts oh, crying that's fucking great oh yeah wow, no, it was funny. it was a good moment and then we fast forward handball of course you it's like dodgeball like you're not having an arm after you play handball yeah so then i take one fire it um once again another girl decides to get in the way of my throw right off the dome down for the count goes to the nurse's room crying i sent her i mean i sent her to the nurse so that tells you about how the arm was back then yeah so i mean you know when you were in middle school like every day like your gym period the nurse was just like all right i gotta be in the fucking office gambelli's gonna fucking hit a kid again today and then the gym teachers like every time they're reading their fucking roster before the semester there's reading they're like okay oh god damn it eddie's in the fucking class uh, someone's at least they had going down a day <laughs> dude yeah uh yeah but i mean we're in college now and dude, dude online classes blow you've been in school for two days what's your take i mean yeah i mean i i've only i've had like three zooms i only have two like regularly zoomed classes and and three uh, that you just like, you just do the work. And if you have a question, you hit up the professor, which mm-hmm. I think it's a tough way to learn. I don't have any strong takes yet, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Dude, no, it's one of the toughest ways I think I've ever had to learn. It's a huge adjustment to normal class because I feel like teachers try to take the Zoom to, I don't even know, I don't even know what they do in Zoom. 
like they give me, I have to teach myself a lesson before I go to the zoom. And then in the zoom, we'll do a couple problems and that's it. And then that's every single day. I'm taking pages of notes, coming to class, working a little bit today. I had three straight. So normally I have four classes Tuesday, Thursday, back to back to back to back. So from 11 to three fifteen today, I was on zoom calls and history history is so different in college they are just spitting at you just straight like i don't even know like i was trying to jot down notes you don't remember anything it's just not the same at all no it's It's terrible it's definitely not the same like you you want to be in the room because i feel like it like i don't know when you're just sitting there like it just doesn't feel like as like i mean it I feel like it shouldn't feel forced, but like, I feel like for me, at least like there's an aspect, like I need to feel like someone's forcing me to do this in order to 100%. do it. Cause like if I'm just sitting at home, like my phone's right there, like, dude, I was on a zoom today and the Steve Nash news broke. Like, dude, I'm scrolling through Twitter for the rest dude, of the You time. know, you know, at least nine to 10 times I'm going like this in zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And then just putting my phone down, obviously like you learn and like it, you do it at like the right time. But like, where's the rush that I got in class where the teacher looks the other way yeah. I get to look down at my phone like that or I'm zoned out and the teacher's like hey Ed snaps at me and I'm back in there like a zoom like a zoom you're not gonna snap back at me no you but- definitely need that pressure of like being in the class and the teacher's talking and then like you're zoned out and then like you want that pressure of the teacher there being a chance of the teacher being like hey no what'd you think about this one you just have to be like ah you know yeah. and or what about trying to sneak that like funny comment to your friend next to you while the teacher's yeah. talking and then you and your friend both get in trouble? Like what those days yeah, are like gone. what am I gonna do? You like private do Zoom anymore. message you? Like it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> it stinks. But Dude, yeah, what like about the kids, because you know kids in high school were going crazy. The kids that can't just be in class, leave class, and just go hook up with their girls in the hallway. Yeah. What are they gonna do? They're just gonna get mad at their mom. They're just gonna be too hormonal and just start yelling at their mom for no reason. And then when you think about that, you got to think about the friend that hears the story that wakes up every day for school and goes, maybe today's the day. Yeah. Maybe today's the day that I get the text. And now he is just pissed off at his mom. What are you going to do? I remember we, in our high school, there were these like, we under our stairwells, there was like gigantic spaces and you know, kids were getting domed in those spaces. Like it's gotten domed. How do you get domed in high school? Yeah. It would just happen. Inside the high school. I remember my sophomore year of high school, I walk into one of my classes and this girl, she's just a hickey's like head to toe and she's on the phone with her mom. And I just hear her go, yeah, mom, I, I hooked up with him under the stairs, but like they put this giant space under the stairs. What are we supposed to do under there? Like, dude, that, not You shouldn't that. even be going there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, it's just for a staircase. You have no yeah. business being it's just there. the architecture of the building. They didn't put those there so you could fucking slob a kid underneath. Like, that's not the point. But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, some of these online classes, like, for me, uh, like, what kids will put in, like, the chat, they'll, like, drop a group. I mean, like, I go to Rutgers, like, giant school. So mm-hmm. some of these classes, like, 100, 200, almost 300 kids. One of them, Zoom calls, like, like 280. So I'm in these group me's with like a hundred something plus kids and dude, kids are just weird on that app. Let me, let me read you a message that was typed in my, uh, my, my intro to media, uh, group me. So there's this background, there's this like video we have to watch. And so some kid writes low key is anyone trying to Netflix and chill the assignment. And then in parentheses, 
he puts chicks only. And then another dude underneath writes, I'm down to shoot a Netflix and chill porno for our final. And then go down uh, some girl accidentally. I felt so bad for this girl. She accidentally likes that kid's porno message. And then in the chat, the kid drops her names and puts at her name. You trying to film it? And like, dude, how do you say that to a is girl the, you've never met? Is the teacher in this? Group no, me? it's just kids. Okay, because I know still. I got my professors in group meetings. Oh yeah, no, it's not like that. But like, still, like a hundred kids you've never met, and then you're calling out some girl you've never met to make a porn with you. Like, are you a psychopath? Dude, like, that's it, a that's a guy that's just shooting a shot. Yeah, I guess not a guy I want to be friends with. Did, I mean, no, I mean, obviously not. But it's like a you had a funny story to tell, and yeah. just like accidentally like the message like she probably dm'd him on the side ah, i mean it's definitely never, a chance I mean, you never know there's a chance yeah but yeah felt bad but also you can't for forget sure. about the walks just like through the hallways or like the walks to class because i'm all online i don't get to walk to class at all where i'm just like bopping new new songs in my headphones yeah. just listening along i like stop by somebody hey, you hear the song like i mean i don't know like i'm i'm down in the south so country's big here luke combs is dropping a new song i want to be able to hear that on my walk to class i wanted to be a mood changer i want to be going to class listening to luke combs song and just be I mean, just be vibing the new one he dropped on his instagram like the preview like you listen to that you're gonna be walking into class with tears in the eye tears you know? in the eye yep. dude fucking banger but a slight problem i've got with it is like it's coming out october 23rd dude like did you, did you have drop to like, drop the He's dropping two out of five of his deluxe album songs on the same day. Oh, so maybe that song come out before, but like if it's coming out no, October, dude, I think it's October twenty third. That's oh, in like a month and a half. Like, what are you doing? That's like movies. Yeah. Like you watch like a sick movie trailer, and then it's like coming out in the summer of twenty twenty seven. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna have to listen to the same fifteen seconds of the song like a thousand times to October twenty third. Like, yeah. could you have like dropped the trailer like? Like, I love when a rapper will, like, drop the fucking, like, Triller the night before, and then, like, 12 hours later, that shit drops. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to have to listen to this fucking 15-second clip. Like, what's the stretch about October 23rd? Like, we know that your yeah. song is done. Like, yeah. we know like, what it's are you waiting done for? for a while. What are you waiting for? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you doing more work on the song? I don't think so. I mean, if you are, then, like, it shouldn't be taking you a month and a half. You're a professional yeah. writer. So. Yeah, but he doesn't miss, so it's going to no, he never does. He will never miss. Sure. Oh, also, going back to online classes, I'm in an intro to politics class. Oh. And um, everyone knows about politics already. Kids are dropping paragraphs oh. in the comment section about everything. I feel so dumb. I have no idea what these kids are doing in intro class or what they think they're getting out of this. But it is like I signed up for an intro class thinking like, oh, like let me learn about some politics. Yeah. Let me like, like become a better like whatever. And these kids know everything and they're dropping all this knowledge. So then the professor's just moving along. Like I have no uh, idea what the hell is going on. And it's so annoying. that's tough. Cause that's not, you don't deserve that as a non like political person. Like you don't know that much or not, at least not to that level, but dude, an intro to politics class, you know, like once election day hits, it's going to be a fucking war zone. Except no, except for the, I mean, maybe, but this is like comparative politics. So we don't need to talk about the politics here, but this dude, uh, like all these people are dropping knowledge about India, Sweden, Germany, japan china and then i'm just like over here and like sitting down they're talking about it i had to do a google search like there are kids like know. our age that know about like indian politics 
I don't know if they're our age, but yeah, I mean, for sure. Wow. I mean, there's kids that just know so much and I just, yeah. I just wanted a little intro. And then they just, I think we should get one on the show and just have them go. Just like ask, like, how do you this, know? Where is like, where are you getting this information <laughs> from? That Sweden is like a, like, it's so annoying, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah. He, you know what? He's built different. He's built different. I think he our first episode different. was built different for sure. I think it was for sure too. I feel like that's a hell of a way to start off. Good way to start. Uh, I'm excited. We'll I'm be excited. back Mondays and Thursdays. Yep. We'll back Monday, Thursday, drop Tuesday, Friday. Drop Tuesday, Friday. Fast. Oh, yeah. Late, wait. Hold on. Labor Day weekend. You got any plans in your quarantine home? Thanks for reminding me that I actually don't. Yeah, so that's just. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. You can, maybe, you can do like a Zoom party type thing, house party. Set that oh, up. Shit, get it on man. the app. Yeah. Dude, go crazy. Yeah. Maybe um. No, you got. Yeah, you got Luke. Yeah, me and Luke. Apparently, his beach house is sick, but you know, we'll find out. All right. Yeah, I mean, why don't you just go down this weekend? That'd be kind of hype. Yeah. Watch some games. We kind of hype. I don't know. Nobody cares. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, no one cares. Uh, I got a quiz on Monday, so that's tough, oh, on but, Labor uh, Day. They don't respect the veterans. No, but I, I it's like an auto 100. Uh, that's not like cocky. Like I am built different, so like it would be an yeah. auto 100, obviously. But like she's giving everyone 100. Yeah. Sure. Well, all right. All right uh, peace thanks out. Thanks to those who listen. See yeah. you later. See you guys.